Hey everyone. Before we get into the content of today's episode, just wanted to let you know that we recorded this episode pre-COVID. So the information is still absolutely relevant uh, for to learn about your overall health and well-being, um, but it was recorded before, so we just wanted you to know that. Gina, anything to add? Let's get into it, girl. All right, let's hit it. Welcome to the On Stage with Wellness podcast. I'm Danny, And I'm Gina. We are performers turned certified health coaches who help artists reclaim their power and take intentional action in their life. Are you a performer who is tired of feeling burnt out, not good enough, and like you don't have control over your career? Get ready to feel energized, confident, and fully in charge of you on and off the stage. Tune in each week to get holistic lifestyle and nutrition tips for a sustainable career as a performer, our own inspirational stories and experiences, as well as our guests, and practical tools to handle rejection, competition, and perfectionism in the industry. And now, on with the show. Hello, hello. Back with On Stage with Wellness Podcast. This is episode 15. Wowzers. I know, crazy. Gina and I are so excited because we have a very special guest, so special. a dear friend of mine from college, Mark Osmondson. I am, he is a Brooklyn-based movement professional. He has danced for the Metropolitan Opera, Company 14, Todrick Hall, Chase Brock, and he has been on Italy's Got Talent. As an entrepreneur, he's the founder and CEO of the Movement Culture Collective, LLC, which fuses dance, fitness, and mindfulness through the use of workshops and online programs, helping individuals achieve wellness for body and soul. Um, he also has an online platform with Glow and has created classes for Equinox, NEOU, you'll have to tell me what that is, Mark, and Cyber Aerobics, all of which center around a common ethos, finding the joy of moving our bodies. So welcome, Mark. Hey. Hey, hey. That was extensive. I loved that. I know. That was thorough. Yeah, you did a good job. I love it, Mark. So, this is my first time meeting you, and I was so impressed with your story. So, why don't you share with our audience what is your story and how you got here in this new year of 2020? Take us back to like baby Mark. You know, I know, right? I was I was trying to think back to that, um, (laughs) you know, and give some backstory about me. First of all, it's so good to be on. Hello. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, I never thought that I would really be, uh, having a career kind of on stage. Like it's kind of crazy to be, you know, talking with you guys right now. Um, because when I was young, I loved dance, I loved theater and everything, but there really wasn't as much of like an outlet. Like, I feel like nowadays there's just such an incredible, um, presence online and there's so much more information. But when I was younger, you know, I kind of never thought that there was this possibility for, you know, a career in the arts and um, on the stage. So uh, when <laughs> I was say. growing up, I, um, I was really into dance and really into um, fine arts. I love like drawing and painting and I love writing poetry. And I was just like this kind of artistic kid in Wisconsin um and kind of just figuring things out you know and I never realized that it was like kind of possible kind of doing what I'm doing now um so I 
basically graduated high school. I moved to New York when I was 18, um, but I actually went to Fordham University and I was studying journalism. And I dropped out um, of that school after the first year and I was kind of like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like once I moved to New York and went to school, like I stopped doing anything artistic. It was like crazy. And so then I was like, I wanna really study something that I'm like passionate about and you know, the power of intuition and, and um, I just ended up going to Marymount and that's how Danny and I met. And um, after three years of like crazy hard work there, um, I ended up graduating with a dance degree. And it was kind of crazy because I actually sent two emails when I was gonna transfer. And I was like, sent one to the acting department and they were like, no, there's like no auditions. And then I sent one to the dance department and they were like, well, we'll send us your stuff and maybe we can work something out. And then we did. It was just such fate. It was like literally, uh, yeah, it was like- in I didn't August. know that. I know, I really don't tell the story. So <laughs> it was just such fate. Like I've always grown up loving these things. And, and then I, yeah, I, I ended up graduating and I ended up working with Chase Brock right away. And um, he's such a dear friend and such an amazing inspiration. Um, and so I did his work and then I met somebody in that company and she introduced me to this company called Catapult, which Danny also danced for. <laughs> we have another connection there. So um, beautiful. So, you guys are like yeah, meant to be. I know. It's so crazy. Seriously. Wow. Seriously. It's just, it's so interesting, you know, looking back at this. And then I toured with Catapult um, for like a year and a half, basically. And then I started dancing with Austin um, and I was with company XIV for three and a half years. Um, love, love, love that work out in Bushwick in Brooklyn. It's absolutely incredible. Do people say Company um, 14 or is it it's XIV? It's both. It's oh, okay. Company 14, it's XIV, it's Louis the 14. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's all that. Uh, everything is right. And, um, and then basically in 2018 is when I launched um, my own company, Movement Culture, when I really like, I had been working in fitness for about three and a half years, uh, working as a trainer and working as a, a Legree fitness practitioner and all this stuff. And I really found that there was like not a lot of care being done with the way that we talk about our bodies. It's all about the way that we think and talk about our bodies, essentially. And it was originally going to be called Body Talk. And then um, that kind of like got taken by another class. So all I think um, about is let me hear your body talk. Yeah, exactly. Body yeah. Talk. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> I like was obsessed with that. I was like, I love this idea. Um, but movement culture is really fitting because it's recreating a culture for ourselves through movement. So I hold like seminars and workshops of like mindful movement. I do intentional fitness classes. Um, and I have like meditations. Uh, like Danny said, I, I have an app on um, a platform on this app called Glow. Um, and yeah, and basically brought me to 2020 and still performing, but kind of, um, you know, we'll probably talk about this, but 2019 was a really big discovery year for me after taking, you know, a little bit of time off of the stage, um, which can be just as valuable. So. Yeah. yeah. Can you, can you go into that a little bit more? Like what? Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I would love to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So basically at the end of 2018, I was like totally burnt out. 
um, was working with XIV, was working at the Met, was doing some entrepreneurial stuff and, you know, just discovering all these things about myself. And then um, I basically was so burnt out that I just needed to step away kind of from everything. And I spent most of last year just like really re-evaluating myself and my values. And like, I realized that I had this kind of addiction to kind of making myself feel bad, essentially. Like, and, you know, I realized that it comes from a perfectionism standpoint, which I know you guys talk about on the podcast, which is really an exciting thing, you know. Um, And I think a lot of us as performers struggle with that, that perfectionism. I completely Um, agree. Yeah. And so I was just consumed by it in a way that I had never been before. And I've been, you know, doing a lot of spiritual work for three or four years now, like really intense you know, reading the Eckhart Tolle and studying Brene Brown and all this amazing work that's out there. But you're like uh, speaking our language, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was like, <laughs> I was listening to so much of your work, and it was like, oh, I just I love this. So you know, and then all of a sudden, it's like it just totally crept up on me. And as someone who had just started this company that was really trying to help people get back to themselves and loving themselves and finding an inner peace and finding themselves their movement. And then here I am, you know, sitting here in this um, really kind of low state for a little while, like just coming to this realization that I have this, you know, addiction to making myself feel bad. And it comes in like so many different ways. Um, And so really addressing these issues and like really taking time for my mental health and getting to a place where like, I no longer need to seek the worthiness of myself through my work and through my career. And, you know, I don't need to obsess over doing always. You know, it's not always about the doing, it's kind of more about the being. And now this year, I'm just kind of reapproaching my work in a completely different way, just because of that. Oh my God, that makes me think of, going back to perfectionism, like performance based Mm -hmm. acceptance, like thinking that it's all about what we do to feel worthy. And you like hit the nail on the head about that because, you know, with our versions of success, which we talked about in a previous episode, um, of like, we felt like we had to do all these things and like get the job and get this job and tick all these boxes and to feel successful. And, um, I know that that is something that you definitely share. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel as if you both can agree that the way that we are almost like trained as performers and as performance artists and things, we are like made to feel unworthy. Like there's not a lot of work. There's not a lot of money. There's not a lot of this. Everyone is replaceable and these types of, things really can start to, you know, weigh down and chip away at the understanding that you already have everything that you need, you're already enough, and you're always worthy of every single thing. And whatever needs to happen will happen in the universe. And and yeah, I think that just the way that we're almost trained and conditioned to think is 
through that mentality. And I think it's a dangerous way. And I think we have to talk about it, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so true. Like we're just kind of conditioned to, to feel like we're not enough, which. Yeah. Which we are. We are. I know. It's like, but no wait, but we are. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm trying and that's why, you know, through my work as well, because it does translate through everything. You know, like mainly I work in a sector that is not as much performers, but this is true for everyone. I think that like there's like an overwhelming perspective and way of like managing people and like way of um, like work society that makes us feel that we are kind of not enough. And I think it's the dangerous way. It's a yeah. dangerous way. It is. How would you say your idea of success has changed? So like baby Mark out of college, what did success <laughs> look like? And now, you know, grown up Mark. <laughs> just yeah, kidding. right. What is what does success look like for you now? Yeah, I feel like there's de- I've definitely reached another level. Like there's more levels to go. But I've definitely gotten over the hump of, feeling my worth through accomplishment and through things. Because again, the checking of the boxes, you know, it's a dangerous thing because that, but it is all, it's all things that I wanted and it's all things that I'm super grateful for. But I think that now when I approach things that I am getting and things that I am doing and things that I have always wanted to do and now that I'm doing them, I have a newfound sense of gratitude and presence in them because I'm less about Mm. what's next and like, okay, I did this. And like, how can I go from here? And like, you know, where, what is this going to lead to? And, you know, and it's just this kind of like you're, you're never being able to catch your breath when you're approaching all of your work from that way, from like, achieving your worthiness and 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 comparing yourself to others and it's you know it's almost like that sensation that you're never able to catch your breath mm-hmm. and I when you can't catch your breath like that you know you kind of succumb to those egoic sensations you know yes um it kind of reminds me of like that balance of feeling challenged in our craft and like always improving Mm -hmm. and, and, and being the best that we can be, but also on the other end, like never appreciating where we are now and never looking back on what we've already accomplished. So I think it's like that perfect balance of like having goals and like challenging ourselves, but also being grateful, like you said, for like the journey and everything you've done up until that point. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, look, we all want things, right? Like we all have these huge goals and aspirations. And that's okay. That's good. It's so good. It's so good. But understand that not having them or having them is the same thing. You're the same person. You're still, you know, that loving energy. You're still, you know, light. You're still God energy. Even if you booked the gig that you loved or if you didn't book the gig that you loved you know you can't you can't attach that like weight to it Mm. that's my advice there it is right there like that is the advice 
take the weight out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, that's, that's the advice that I would give younger me. Yeah. And certainly, you know, many people that are working in the industry right now. Well, yeah. Danny, you always say like not being married to the outcome, like not yeah. being, mm. uh, not expecting something in particular, but like just doing your best and, and having those goals, but not attaching, like you said, your self-worth yeah. to what happens. And what That's you- what yeah. I have to do too. Yeah. Because it just, it, it always just felt this, like this, like cycle, like I'm just like this rat, mm-hmm. you know, or this like hamster on the hamster wheel, you know, just like keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, rat too, rat too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the rat wheel. <laughs> We've been talking about getting a pet rat. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, um, it is the no, year of the rat. Never. Did you guys know that? Chinese the year of the rat. What? Oh, it is the year of the rat. It is. Interesting. That is. And interesting. there's plenty of them in New York. What's that? So there's plenty of them in New York. So exactly. Free pet saying. rat. You have no idea. We had this absolutely terrible infestation in our apartment. We just had to have. The entire oh thing, like, re- oh. oh, God. If you live in New York, I'm sure you can relate. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can. And those oh, are perfect yeah. times to not attach the weight to it. Oh exactly. But- exactly. I think, like, I mean, just, like, releasing control. Like, you kind of have to, like, like you said, like, release control, be present with yourself and, like, the universe and, like, be gracious for what you have. And yeah. opportunities will come you know, that yeah. are meant to happen or meant, you're meant to receive. Yeah. So, like, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, it really is important just to set your intentions and then step back. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you kind of touched on it a little bit, but what drove you to create your own brand? Like what elements did you feel needed to be in this new brand um, movement culture? And maybe what have you learned from working with these people in your brand? Well, working in fitness specifically was um, the main impetus to start this whole initiative um because i really first of all i wanted to start my own thing because i just absolutely love getting to make my own kind of rules and like found something that is like you know totally me and allows the space to be completely authentic so that you know love a it. big part of it as well but you know everything is and I, you know, Danny, you work in the fitness industry too, so you know a lot. Everything can sometimes be centered around like, what is the toughest and like the hardest, sweatiest thing that <laughs> kick butt, you know, like that's like your yes. style. And I was like, but what is like, what can we do that's deeper? Like if we're getting these people into the space, mm. like can we do like other amazing work as well as like getting a great workout? Because I love working out and I love, that's all great. But so in all of my classes, like everything is centered around intention, intentional movement and um, mindfulness. Every, every class has meditation involved and some of it is moving meditation and some of it is um, seated, some of it, you know, through exercise. Like it's all, it's all about that intentional movement. So, um, 
yeah, that was the main thing that made me want to create it. And then that's when I started um, making workshops for people. And I started bringing the class into different um, fitness spaces um, and just kind of doing my own thing. And, and the main reaction from people is, you know, creating a space where it's safe to discover and to like play. You know, it's a little bit more creative. It gives you space and it allows you time to breathe, focus on your breath and just step out of the current situation, hover above the current situation, whatever it is in your life. I think that's the most powerful thing about movement classes. Like when I was a kid, I remember going to dance classes and loving it because when I was a kid, I was anxious and I had a lot of like racing thoughts, which is what I know it is now. I did not know, you know. Back then, like I didn't know any right. of this stuff. Yeah. And um, and uh, when I was in dance class, I didn't have them. I didn't have that. That's what I knew as a kid. I just knew that like I only focused on like the class when I was oh. in dance class. Yeah. So that's what drew me. And you know, I think that if you're 62, it still holds true. Mm. When you're moving your body and when you're in a space and you, you know, specifically when you're in a class setting or being led, like you get to be really present and in your body and in your breath. And I think that's, that's what I just really wanted to create. Yeah. What kind of people are are drawn to the class? Do you, do you work with performers? Do you work with non-performers? Are there specific ages generally or? It's a wide range. Um, I mainly work with adults, but. I have taught with my um, boyfriend's company, which is called the Leading Edge Arts Project in the UK. And I've taught a lot of exercises with them there. So I would love to like have it be even taught in younger studios as well. Um, But it's kind of, I would say, more along the millennial lines. Millennial um, and not as many performers, because I don't think that performers take as many, um, like the in the fitness realm, I think that it's a little bit more um, non-performer based. Like the dance classes that I teach are very dance cardio-esque. Mm. So I would love to have it at like a dance studio that's more dance specific and kind of bring it more into that realm as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the general like crowd. I think that because it asks you to do something different, it sometimes people are a little bit more scared, Mm -hmm. you know? And when they see the words like meditation or they see words like dance, you know, especially in New York, I I think it's, it's still, even in today's age where there's a lot of cool new age work out there, I think people are a little bit scared by that. For sure. I think so too. I think it's it's not, it's not, I mean, meditation, I think, I think it's, maybe I'm making this up, but I think especially in New York because we're so like, go, 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 go. I think a lot of people don't feel like they have time for meditation or it's just like not their thing, you know, like I'll hear. What if you could (laughs) meditate in your fitness class? Right. That's like what I was mainly like. I I I think they just don't see the benefits too, which is hard. Right. So, because it is so, I mean, you. yeah, lately I have just been like meditating like crazy, you know, like, That's I don't know awesome. if I'm trying to harness that new energy or whatever, but it just really does make a huge difference in your whole day. 
So, and I I think your brand, when you were speaking about it, is something that performers actually need. I know you said you don't really work with performers, but when I was younger, I would have loved to be able to go into a class where, like, it wasn't about watching the teacher and making sure that I did everything correct or like I was doing everything right and I was showing the teacher that I can. It's about you and how you move through space and like connecting your breath and your mind and your body together, which I really didn't know how to do. Yeah. Totally. I don't think I did either. I mean, I did enjoy like the classes I felt like that were the most challenging for me in college were a lot of like the improv classes because I didn't know how to move my own way because I was always taught for so long how to like do what you're supposed like, you know, point your foot, like, you know, like lift your leg to this degree or, you know, like just taking direction. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. That's so so interesting too because improv was my favorite. Right. I know. (laughs) I loved it. I feel like we were in improv class together. We were, yeah. Oh I my liked God. It at certain moments, but it was when I felt like I could release that expectation of myself. Yeah. But I don't think it was like ingrained in me at an earlier age. So it was just hard for me to to get to that place. But And I think you're really onto something as well that there is not a lot of uh breath uh education mm. in younger people in like yes. the, the performance community, especially in dance. And I think that is super important. So I think that my work with that um, is kind of a direction that I really want to head into. Yeah. You know, especially helping young people like really arrive at their breathing and, you know, understand their breath. And I think that, you know, even when we were in college and, you know, still young movers, an education on breath and uh, breath consciousness really helps in all areas. helps in your ballet as well as informing your improvisations. It's, right. you know, it's such an incredible tool. Um, also, like if you're um, an ensemble in a show, it helps you with singing as well as dancing at the same time. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I know that that's a big thing for me. Like when I wasn't a lead and I was doing all the ensemble stuff, I was like, oh, thank God I know how to sing and use yeah. my diaphragm <laughs> because right. my fellow performers would just mouth it. Because they like could not breathe. So, oh, really? yeah, yeah. Because they just did not understand. Yeah. Because it mean, was shallow I'm still breathing. trying to figure out you know? the vocal breath. Yeah. It's like a totally different Ooh. thing. It's like oh my God. Breathing. Yeah. So, with that, like, what, what would you say is like the thing that you feel like is kind of missing from the industry? Well, I think that. Or like the thing that you wish maybe would the thing that you wish to see in the industry, let's say that. I would love to see the industry move into a more mindful place. I think there still is a lot of negativity. There's still a lot of comparison and a lot of ego involved in everything. And I also, you know, the number one thing though is, to be honest, more creativity as well. Mm. I'd love to see more creativity. I think that sometimes right now with the way that we're at like financially in this nation specifically for the arts, I think that being creative and allowing the space to be creative is, uh, 
not a big focus. I think that it's kind of being swept under the rug in some places because, you know, the amount of theaters that have closed in New York and dance spaces have closed, you know, it breaks my heart even just, you know, the past 10 years that I've been here. Yeah. I think they're just not prioritizing it because they don't see how it can be productive and they don't see the benefits um, of being creative. And it has yeah, so many benefits. Yeah, we don't benefits. value creativity. It really does. Well, we value success mm-hmm. and success equals, you know, I don't know, a big show or like job. a show that makes a lot of money, you yeah. know, a job. Money, you know, fame, money. media. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That oh, I love that you said those two things, mindfulness and creativity. Like, oh, my heart. My right? Heart yeah. And I, I do feel more prepared because I'm really more invested in working in myself. I feel more prepared to, to bring that and to be a part of that. Whereas sometimes it's easy to feel a little bit discouraged. Yeah, and I love no. what you said about how like you were trying to help people, but you discovered that you actually had to help yourself first. And that's like a big thing with Danny and I, with our health coaching is like, they call that the magic of mirroring. And usually the people that you are helping and the things that you're actually saying to them are things that you actually need to work on yourself. So I think it all starts with ourself. It all starts with um, looking inside and being self-aware and working on personal development first to be able to help others and spread that around. So I love what you're doing. That is completely it like everything is a mirror Mm -hmm. love is a mirror you know life is a mirror like why did I create a breath conscious like creative movement thing because I needed to breathe and be conscious Uh, of my breath I needed to move and and release expectation and 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 you know release like the other industry stuff that you get really bogged down with and just have your own idea and be creative. I mean, that's the thing too, is being creative doesn't always mean being a choreographer or being, you know, like being creative comes in so many different ways and everyone can be creative no matter what industry you work in. It's, it's, you know, it's all about that. And, and yeah, I, (laughs) I mean, my work speaks for itself like that, you know, we're attracted yeah. to what we do. And I think we should follow that. Yeah. Oh, you know. Mark, you're beautiful. I love everything you say. You're beautiful. <laughs> I love you guys. Thanks. <laughs> um, we've loved having you. You're fantastic. Um, I think our listeners are going to relate to, you know, and be inspired by your story. Um, we do kind of like a little rapid fire questioning at the end. So okay, we have a few questions. Some okay. questions are different for each guest, so it'll be a little unique to you. Okay. Um, Does it have to be rapid answer? No, no, you can. I can have a moment. <laughs> you can take a breath. You can, you know, say a few sentences. It doesn't have to be like okay, one great. word or anything crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Numero uno. Um, okay. What is your self-care like go-to activity? I could maybe figure this out based off of what you talked about. But. I mean, it changes a lot, but I'm going to let you know. The, I love reading right now, but my number one right now is actually the gua sha. Um, which is, oh, <laughs> yes. 
It is. Um, <laughs> I have one of those. So it's a really, it's amazing. It's my new ritual. Rituals are important. And it is a, um, it's like a rose quartz stone. It's an ancient Chinese method of um, skincare. And um, so I spray my toner. I put all the serums and I wash shots, like a massaging tool. I'm like learning it on YouTube. That's why and your skin the, is glowing. Seriously. Yeah. If you could get, if you guys could see him, he is glowing. Oh. It's the light. You just you know, <laughs> open up all the windows. And like, but it's no, seriously, the gua sha, I have noticed a difference. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just fun to do things for yourself. And I now value that time. And I didn't used to. Mm. It was all about serving everybody else besides myself and going, going, going. So, you know that I'm all about <laughs> self love. So, I feel that. <laughs> so, that's it. Yeah. Gwesha is my self care practice right now. Do it. Amazing. Okay. Number two, what is your favorite style of dance? And then within that, your go to dance move? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I, you know, contemporary dance, like, come on. Whether it's like modern okay. contemporary or like, you know, crystal pipe or like commercial. I you know? don't know what that third one is, but I believe you. Like, so you think you can dance or like, you know, like oh, oh, any oh. type of contemporary. Yeah. Right. Love contemporary dance. And my go-to move is definitely like a fall to the floor. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> I'm done. You would. You would. Like, photo shoot, like, look at any picture. It's probably, like, a fall to the floor in some. My favorite is, like, jump and, and then fall to the side, but, like, land in a posse. Oh, I do love that. <laughs> On the floor. The jump and then land in a posse. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, a really dramatic, like, Martha Graham-esque fall, but, like, with contemporary arms and, like, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Or that's With a good like a one roll. too. But more, you know, like a like a spin to the floor. You know, oh, any way to, yeah, you know, like contemporary, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I love um, like a um, what's that called? Oh dear lord, you know that like leap turn and then roll to the floor. Calypso. Calypso. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes, <laughs> okay, guys. When I fall to the floor, when I fall to the floor, it's I an actual that. fall. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> If I could make it as graceful as a Calypso, that would be amazing. We all have our thing. <laughs> we all got our thing. Oh, my God. Okay, question okay, number so three. Calypso. Favorite move. What, babe? Oh, Calypso. Great. Love it. <laughs> um, three. If you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be? Um, progressive. Oh. oh, gorge. Yes. Yeah. Wait, I pulled this card. I, ha I have a lot of amazing decks, but I actually pulled this card last night before I went to bed, and it's a progress <gasps> card. It's this amazing oracle deck. Um, oh I like goodness. the art. It's amazing. Her name's Holly um, Simple. She uh, mm. is from Brooklyn, actually. Oh, wow. Cool. Oh, my God. I love progressive. I love that you said that. That's a great word. It's like, it reminds me of like leading the way, beating to your own drum, and like showing people a different path. Yeah. And leading by example. Yes. That's what kind of I'm all about these days. Oof. Mm. I love yeah. that. Okay. Last question. You ready? Yes. Okay. What does on stage with wellness mean to you? Okay. Let me get this right. <laughs> it doesn't have to be right. This is the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're so yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be right. Has to make Every sense for you. Right. Um 
on stage with wellness for me is on stage with mindfulness, being present and aware, not creating any other type of story, just being right where I am at that moment. When I'm on stage with wellness, when I'm living my life with wellness, I'm just being right there. I love that. Just like accepting and owning you. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. being present in the moment and grace, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're really in the moment, we're being completely gracious. Yeah. And, and, you know, and really just. And you're free. Being alive. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. I loved having you. I have loved this. This has been amazing. <laughs> and I needed this, you know? Oh my God, yes. Um, of course, we're always attracting everything. Oh my God, yeah. So, yeah, it's been the field. so lovely. Yes. So where can our audience find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Always. At uh, Mark Ozzy, O-Z-Z-I-E. Um, I share a lot of my life and um, my work there. Um, and yeah, you can also follow Movement Culture Co. as well. That is my company um, for workshops, and I do uh, meditation series and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, send me a message. Thanks so for cool. listening. <laughs> <laughs> we loved having you. Thank you so much. I've loved this. I appreciate it. Hey, creatives! Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. We are beyond grateful for your interest and support in our conversation. We hope you'll tune in each week for fresh new content and some inspiration from wherever you are in the world. Whether you're on tour, auditioning, or in your hometown community theater, share this with your cast, friends, and anyone in the industry who could benefit from this podcast. If you like what you hear, write us a review. You can do this through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Share with us what you liked and what you want to hear more of. This will help us with our mission to support performers with their health and wellness goals. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at On Stage with Wellness. You can follow Danny at Danny Nicole Wellness and Gina at Gina Daniels Coaching. You can find all the links you need in the show notes. Until next time, performers, remember, you know enough, you have enough, and you are enough.